Hey, this is Brent Jensen, and you're listening to No Sleep Till Sudbury, the show where we talk about the music that makes your skin vibrate. And sitting across from me today is Kevin Keen, CEO of a company called Brain Sites. Kev, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming in, man. Thanks for having me, Brent. So, now, Kev, Brain Sites does something very, very interesting. So, you've developed a proprietary brain measurement platform to measure how people think and feel. And you collect this information in the interests of advising content creators in the media, right? Uh, That's on, right. On creating um, sticky, persuasive yeah. content. Engaging content, absolutely. Measure people's brain activity, collect some data, understand at the unconscious level how they're feeling, how they're responding, what they're paying attention to, what's resonating with them, what are they going to remember, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and really pinpoint those moments. Um, so whether that's, you know, broader popular culture, like music videos, advertising, entertainment, um, even just experiences, you know, a couple of years ago we were at Oshiega, Mm. uh, you know, measuring how people are responding to, uh, to different activations there, which is kind of neat sporting events, that kind of stuff. So, you know, anywhere people want to understand how people are emotionally, physiologically responding to stimuli. Um, we can apply the technology. Yeah. Well, I saw it in practice a few months ago and uh, I was fascinated yeah. because you literally, as you're watching, you know, you can see the waves moving yeah. yeah. and, you know, based on how you react emotionally to content and, you know, visual or music, I suppose, but you can actually see how your brain is responding. Yeah. Yeah. The ebbs and flows. Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating. It's pretty neat. It's pretty neat. It's pretty far out there. Yeah. So uh, I know in addition to that, uh, you are also a very passionate music fan. Yeah, so absolutely. So I'm going to be really interested to chat with you about your songs here yeah. uh, based on that. So you've got a list of songs that make your skin vibrate here. There are six. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about all of them. Yeah. The first one is Van Morrison and Tupelo Honey. Yeah, uh, this one wouldn't have been on my list two years ago because I didn't even really know what the song was. And in fact, if I didn't have a daughter, uh, a baby girl, I, I, I probably would have zero relationship with this song. Hmm. So this is Stella's song. Stella's my daughter. She's 15 and a half months now. Oh, wow. And, you know, like, like I'm, a, I'm a new parent. Um, we were in the throes of, of the newborn period, uh, you know, two, three, four months old. She'd obviously be awake in the middle of the night or at any hour of the day, mm-hmm. you know, crying, upset, whatever it happens to be. And, um, you know, we, we, we were playing music at home, trying different playlists. We were on a Van Morrison playlist. And uh, Tupelo Honey comes on. And, you know, I'm bopping Stella, like it's the middle of the night, you know, like eyes are bugging out of my face, you know, it's dark. (laughs) I'm trying to get her back to sleep and it's like calm. Mm. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, you know, time to kind of go down or whatever. And then it goes to the next song, which I, which I think is like cleaning windows or something like that, whatever it is, whatever's next on the Van Morrison playlist, right? Essential Van Morrison for any Apple music, uh, uh, fans. (laughs) And, you know, she gets like, she gets upset, you know, uh. and like she gets like, she, she, she gets worked back up, uh, continues on to the next song, which I think is like, you know, uh, I don't know, some, some other song, maybe how, how I told you lately or something like that. So skip back and Tupelo Honey. And again, 
like calm, calm. chill, wow. don't to fall asleep. And so Tupelo Honey has gone from zero plays uh, <laughs> to, you know, thousands of plays uh, in the span in the span of, of uh, you know, a little over a year. Yeah. Um, and it, it's just when, when you're when you're in those moments and you have this like tiny little person, you're bopping that person, trying to get them to sleep mm-hmm. and uh, and she's feeling worked up. And, you know, it's just it's like. It's like the baby whisperer, right? Tupelo honey. And of course, as a new dad, you just, your mind goes everywhere, right? It's oh, like, yeah. this is going to be the daddy daughter dance at her wedding, yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever that's going to be. You know, and you just start going all over the place. And, and, and so it's funny because even earlier this week, she was upset. She's a bit sick and, uh, like she wouldn't calm down. And then I played that song and it was like, it was like mind control. It was wild. And, and so I, I don't know that that's just it's one of those songs now that I think I will forever have a relationship with because of those moments. It's like the soundtrack of me being a dad. Yeah. You know, really. It and, is. uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful song. I learned how to play on the guitar oh, poorly, cool. but, <laughs> but still, and I'm, I'm, I'm definitely no Van Morrison, but, um, <laughs> and, and, and Stella prefers the Van Morrison version. I, think, I was going to ask you which, which the, one's your yeah, favorite. To the guitar version. Yeah. It's, uh, it is the song of me being a dad for sure. That's so great. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. an indelible thing. So it'll be interesting to see moving forward as she gets older and you can explain this to her, mm-hmm. like, you know, how this will kind of unfold. Yeah. And it's probably going to be the daddy daughter dance too. Yeah. That's for fantastic. Sure. Certainly for me. We'll, we'll, we'll see. She'll, she'll, she might have an opinion about that <laughs> later on. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Yeah. I don't know. It's just one of those things, right? Where you just stumble on it and, and you know, my sister, her aunt, she's like, Stella has just great taste. I, lo- I love that song, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I mean, better that than, you know, something that, that none of us like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? It could have been a lot worse. It could have been a lot worse, <laughs> man, for sure. For sure. Baby shark or something exactly. like that, right? So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so next year, Kev, you've got uh, your song by Ellen John. Yeah, this one was probably the easiest one mm. to pick. Um, and you know, you probably have folks on here all the time that 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 pick this one for the significance. The significance of this for me is it was our wedding song. Mm. So me and my wife Haley, it, this was actually the the one thing in the wedding that there was like no disagreement over. You know what I mean? Oh, really? Like it was just like it was just like. Yeah, that's that's the one that that uh, that that we have to dance to the first song. When I was, uh, but there's a bit of a bigger backstory to it. In the summer of 2005, I think mm-hmm. maybe 2006, I was I was courting Haley at that at that time. And uh, one thing I uh, one thing I did was was I mean I played I played guitar a lot uh, back then, but I played that for her and I forgot the words. Yeah. You know, well, I, I, and I knew this song inside and out, man. I knew this song inside and out. It, it, and it actually plays really well on the guitar as well. Um, but totally forgot the words, totally bombed it, totally made a mess out of it. Yeah. And, um, but it, it just, it has, it's just beautiful in its simplicity and 
I don't know. It, it, it always makes my skin vibrate. And, oh, yeah. and you know, that there was, uh, um, do a lot in advertising. So John Lewis used that song in last year's holiday ad, mm-hmm. which I thought was, was, was beautiful. Obviously have a huge bias because again, it's my, it's, it's one of the songs that makes my skin vibrate. It's my wedding song, but it's such a perfect song. Yeah. No, and, it really is. And, and Elton on the, on the piano. Like I just don't, I just don't think there's anybody quite like him. I agree with that. And you know, in addition to this one, Rocket Man, yeah, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, yeah, and even sure. the lesser known ones, Where to Now, St. Peter, like, yeah, you just you, you go through those records, and it's like he really had something unique and special there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely, and, and I and I feel like it's so accessible for people. But your song is just one of those songs where, like, I, I, it's 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 perfect in the way that it's about the other person. Yeah, the, the, the lyricism is very plaintive, right? Yeah. It, it's, it's kind of, it's very disarming because basically he's just saying, you know, I, I wrote this song for you. I hope you like it. Yeah. And it's yeah. not fanciful. It's not clever. It's just like, this is the deal. Yeah. And, and, and it's, and it's, and it's amazing because, you know, there's moments in it where he sort of in the lyrics takes a step back and becomes contemplative too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You, you know, excuse me, forget, but these things I do. Yeah. You see, I've forgotten if they're green or they're blue. Yeah. 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 Totally, man. That, 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 that kind of stuff makes me, makes, makes me choke up. Yeah. And that's probably actually the exact line that I ended up forgetting. (laughs) (laughs) How ironic is that? (laughs) Yeah, totally, man. Totally. (laughs) But you see, you were probably so nervous about trying Mm. to get it right that. Oh, a hundred percent. Like I just blanked right there. Right. Like, you know, trying to, trying to figure out, is this going to work? Is this too cheesy? (laughs) You know, (laughs) it was like this, like picnic table, like park bench type of thing. You know what I mean? Is that that what it was? Was it like pretty well, man? It was in a, it was in a park. It was in her hometown. Um, I had my guitar down. Yeah. It was pretty cheesy, but it was pretty awesome. Hey, yeah. Clearly it worked. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, man. (laughs) What do we know? 13 years strong, right? Hales. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Radiohead next, uh, High and Dry. Yeah, Radiohead, I think probably if I was to pinpoint my favorite band of all time, um, it would be Radiohead. For me, it was it was the the band and the music of University. Mm-hmm. I think I really got introduced to Radiohead like through High and Dry, but not right away, like a few years after. I think High and Dry was, I think, 95. Yeah. And I didn't get into Radiohead until like kind of the early 2000s. I didn't mm-hmm. get into Radiohead, I don't think, until like even after OK Computer. Like it was more like Kid A, like they're really okay. kind of like trippy, synthy um, music. But that trippy, synthy music is impossible to play on the acoustic guitar. Right. So, you know, I had to dive <laughs> back into their back catalog. Fake Plastic Trees was the first song I actually learned how to play and sing at the same time. Oh, wow. So when when you're just learning how to play guitar and you nail that. Oh, yeah. That's like you're obsessed over it, right? That's it. Like it, it's it's it. Um, so then sometime after that, learned how to play high and dry. And in 2005, uh, I was at the G8 conference. So this is like, again, part, part of university, like, you know, they, they, they flew a bunch of, um, of university students 
to these um to these GA conferences. I went in 2004, I went in 2005, and this one was in Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, but it was a big kind of campaign called Make Poverty History. Yeah. It was with Bob Geldof, Bono, like these guys, right? It was about like, you know, the Millennium Development Goals and 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 how they're really pressuring these these rich countries to to make good on their goals. So we're in Edinburgh and, you know, the, there's a real like kind of protest environment too, right? A real oh, yeah. like kind of presence on the streets and that kind of stuff. And... um there was an open mic. So we were, you know, we're, 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 we're young. We're in, we're in university. I'm there with a bunch of friends. I got my guitar with me. Um, there's an open mic at this bar. Wow. We were like, go up, go up, go up. I'm like, of course I'm going to go up. Yeah. <laughs> of course I'm going to go. It's a packed <laughs> bar. There's probably like, you know, a couple hundred people in this, in this bar. It was huge. And, you know, you know, I wanted to get like the tone, like absolutely like spot on with respect yeah. to what I'd play. So I actually started. By playing There's Something in the Air oh. by Thunderclap. Thunderclap. Newman, Newman. I think it's called. Is it yeah. Thunderclap Newman? Yeah. yeah. There's Something in the Air. You know, call out the instigators. Like, there's yeah. like, you know, it's a protest it's a song. song. It's, a, it's a beautiful song. But again, like, I, I, I forgot the words <laughs> after the first <laughs> verse. So I'm like, you know, That's there's the something in the air. And I'm like, holy shit, what am I going to do? Like, I literally, like, I'm playing the song. There's, oh, a, there's, no. a, there's, there's a couple hundred people that are looking at me and they're so into it. I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, I don't know the rest of this song. Why have I done this? Oh. So what I did though, and, and didn't miss a beat was cut right into high and dry. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And of course, yeah, exactly. And you know, I'm there. It's like, it's, it's Scotland. So not, not that far away. I knew there was going to be some Radiohead fans in the, in, in, in the room and people went bananas and I was like, okay, awesome. Right. And that was really my first instance of music in an international space, like really like connecting across borders across cultures across Mm -hmm. you know anything that might be dividing us right and it it was just a beautiful it was a beautiful thing and i've often thought about you know if the if the world could sing one song together for whatever reason i don't know why but high and dry is always the song that i think about Mm -hmm. wow i don't know why but it, it, it always is i just think it could be really beautiful huh I, I love that medley thing. I, what a brilliant. Yeah, I know, dude. I was like, like, I was, wow. I was just about to be hung out to dry myself <laughs> and pull, and pull that one back, man. It was, it was a great night, but you know, it's funny. Like those are the memories. That's the reason why that song mm-hmm. makes my skin vibrate, yeah. right? Is, is, is because of that imprint, that memory and like all the associations that are brought with that. Yeah, and the and the, the emotional response. Yeah. That you yeah. elicited there. That's a, totally. that's a, another great story, man. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I would have yeah. loved to see that. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. It was pretty neat, but you know, it's funny like when when I was thinking about the songs for, you know, for 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 the podcast, like I was thinking about the common theme that a lot of them have and, mm-hmm. and really it's about how they transport me they either transport me to a particular place and will for the rest of time Mm -hmm. to blow honey your song high and dry and you know that there's there's as as part of that trip you know it was funny it actually wasn't funny it was absolutely devastating so i was so we were in edinburgh and then me and a group of friends were going over to dublin i got family in dublin 
Yeah. So we were taking the, the, the train down from Edinburgh to Hollyhead in Wales and jumping on the ferry and going from Hollyhead to, to, to Dublin. And so I was putting my, my guitar on the conveyor belt, like to mm-hmm. check it in on the ferry. And the flaps were really, um, like weight, like the flaps kind of, you know, on the conveyor belt that were leading into the, you know, the place where they take the bags yeah, and chuck it on the ferry were very, um, very heavy, very weighted. And I, and I, and I thought they weren't. I, so I dropped my, 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 my guitar and instead of falling down, yeah. it got caught and got smushed oh yeah so like the the conveyor belt because of the rubber like kind of ended up catching it and because of the 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 flaps that were going down so it was like instead of going down like that it was like that and then crunched oh yeah so that was ridiculous (laughs) so my guitar was 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 mad yeah i know like i i was literally watching it and i was like there's nothing i can do right now it's just being crushed um so that sucked because after Dublin, I was going to Ghana and Burkina Faso to do research on uh, HIV AIDS and the socioeconomic like impact of HIV AIDS in West Africa. Mm-hmm. So, so going from G8 summit, you know, about like rich countries and their, and their pledges to make poverty history. Um, I was going to take my guitar down there, you know, cause it's like a perfect travel companion. It gets destroyed on, 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 on the route. But I ended up picking up like djembe drumming when I was down there too. Oh, wow. Like in, in Accra, in, uh, Ouagadougou, which is the capital of, of, of Burkina Faso. Um, and so, you know, another one on, on the list is Suffering and Smiling by Felakati, mm-hmm. who, you know, West African, Nigerian, um, uh, musician. And when I, when I listened to his music and I, and Suffering and Smiling, it, it, it could have been anything. It could have been Shakara. It could have been any Felakati song. It transports me to that time in West Africa and drumming and like, you know, like really feeling the positivity and the energy of people who on the face of things have nothing. Yeah. But when you get by that, have everything because they have happiness, because they have, you know, warmth, because they have like, a genuineness and again like that kind of like that 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 time machine quality that you're talking about with respect to music like it's it's that but it's also transporting you across the world yes and taking you to those places like like the dusty streets of 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 Ouagadougou in in Burkina Faso or in you know pig farm which is like a neighborhood in Accra like it's really it's really incredible. And, and, and so when I listen to, to, to his music, I always get transported there. Yeah. So you've got uh, Simon and Garfunkel also, the boxer. Tell me about this. Yeah, Simon and Garfunkel, the boxer. Um, I think it's kind of like a two-part story to this one for me. The, the first is, again, a song I can play on the guitar mm-hmm. um, and sing along and it's one that always reminds me of my mom because, well, one, she's a huge Simon and Garfunkel fan, but, but more to the point with the boxer. In my first year at university, which is at U of T, my mom came down. She's very, she's very like into, um, community service and, 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 and just being like, you know, she's, she's quite, uh, religious, like being from 
West, West Belfast Catholic, like, mm. you know, like very into like giving, giving back. And so she'd always find an opportunity around the holidays to, to, to make her way to, uh, like a, like a church soup kitchen or something like that, really just to kind of contribute in any way that she could. Um, mm. and, and so and this is around the holidays. Actually, I think it was a little bit earlier, maybe around, um, Remembrance Day, and they were doing like crafts at this uh, at this homeless shelter um, around Sherborne and Bloor. And she's like, "Hey, I'm coming down. Like, you know, do you do you want to do you want to connect? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I'll bring my guitar, and we can just kind of like you know have a chat, and and I'll play some I'll play some music, and and you know help with the crafts or whatever. Mm-hmm. The way that was set up was that you know you kind of had these bunk beds uh, in the shelter that were sort of like you know around the perimeter, and then in the center were like, you know, kind of like sort of like mess hall, like type tables or whatever. Right. And I'm always set up on stuff and, and kind of talking to people. And she's just kind of the type that sort of talks to everybody. Like she's kind of, she says she's got the gift of the gab, right? Yeah. Like, and, 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 uh, you know, make, making friends like wherever she goes, like that kind of thing. And, you know, most people aren't really that interested in what, in what we're doing. <laughs> they just kind of want to be like, you know, left to themselves or whatever. Right. And I'm just str- strumming away, you know, like practicing the, 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 the odd song that I, that I know. I, like I just kind of crack into um, the boxer. Mm. You know, if you know the lyrics of the boxer, you'll know that it's about you know some some guy who who makes his way to New York City and is living on the streets, living rough. He he's looking for a job. Uh, he's trying his best. You know, I'm just a poor boy. Though my story is seldom told. I've squandered my resistance for a pocket full of envy. And and it just and it goes on right. And and of course, I'm playing and I'm. I'm thinking no one gives a shit about any of this, right? Like everybody's kind of doing their own thing. I'm singing away. My mom's singing away. And, uh, and at the end, like there's like a, there's like a standing ovation. Like people are like jumping off their beds and like clapping. And, you know, here I'm thinking that like no one is playing a test. No one's doing anything. And I was floored. That's awesome. I was like, holy fuck. Like that song must have really touched a nerve and kind of broke through whatever else was going on mm-hmm. and had people just like perk up and, and think like, okay, yeah, music gets me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then I like, I, like, so, so, so that's the moment and that's the, 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 the song I think that really, again, like, sh- like shows the, the, the connective power of music across. Mm-hmm class lines across you know a- any kind of division in society you yeah. know what i mean and now i play the like now i play the version that those guys played in central park it's like a live recording that, mm. that kind of adds a new verse and it's just a beautiful like like evolution to that song um, but i'll never forget that moment like it yeah. was just it was mind-blowing it's just a great example of music's you know the, the ability for people to share their emotional identities non-verbally yeah right? with each other yeah and for sure it's again fascinating for sure yeah Um, it was it was uh like i said man it was it was incredible and then you got and then just study those lyrics Mm -hmm. you know study those lyrics and you're just like wow like this is like it's a it's a beautiful song it's a heart-wrenching song Mm -hmm. you know and it's and it's even more and and it's that empathic power of, of of music too right is that like if you're playing that and you're singing that and you're feeling that you can put yourself in those shoes oh, yeah. and really understand what that might feel like. Yeah. And being in that situation there, that homeless shelter, I was like, holy cow, like I can, I can at least for a moment, our lives might be totally different. You know, in my first year at U of T, I'm studying political science and economics. Like 
my life couldn't be more different from 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 some of these guys here, you know. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, like those, like that collapses, and the distance between us is actually exactly. nothing. Yeah, that's a magical thing. Yeah. It really is. And again, it still it still makes me choke up a little bit, even just like reliving that story. Completely. And it's also something that's like it's a really special moment with my with my mom. Well, that's the that's the other part of it, right? Is that your mother was there actually yeah. singing along with you? Yeah. Wow, that's a great story. Yeah. So last we have Pearl Jam. Mm. This is a great pick, Black. Yeah. So you know, building on that theme, in two thousand three, two thousand four, I was fortunate enough. I actually had no idea what I was doing, like what at university, like you know, I, I started studying like international development, international relations, like as, as kind of this stream, like for, for politics and economics. And, and, and I just started thinking like, you know, what, what am I doing here? Right. Mm. Like, like there's a whole bunch of, a whole heap of problems out there. Like maybe I'm better off kind of looking at, looking at that. And, um, I actually got an internship, which was a full-time job. So I kind of took like a, like a, like kind of like a half course load. Um, and the internship was with the Department of Foreign Affairs and the and the Canadian Red Cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like this joint partnership alongside what was called Minds Action Canada, which is like this this not for profit uh, that that looked at it eradicating the world of landmines. As part of that internship, we went to Bosnia and Croatia and toured around this region. Again, this is like not that long removed from the war of the of the mid nineties. There, mm. it's pretty devastating war. And we were in a place called Mostar, and Mostar is in Bosnia. It's a beautiful place. It it had this this really like eight hundred thousand year old like stone bridge in the middle of the the city that was bombed and destroyed during the war, and that was symbolic because uh, this is a city that had for you know some time like you know peacefully coexisted between croats bosnian muslims serbs like you know like the kind of diverse uh, ethnic groups that that were in that region mm-hmm. and so when it was bombed it was kind of symbolic of how of how that war had just like torn these these, these peoples apart our driver um, was a bosnian muslim a guy called ermin and um, he he drove us around there was like you know, about a dozen of us uh, that that were over there, like uh, as part of this kind of fact finding uh, mission, we we're traveling around the region. So we we're in Mostar, again, like really like he- like some of this stuff was really heavy, Brent. You know, we we're like visiting like you know like places where completely covered in landmines, people can't like even you know farm the land. Like wow. they, you know, you're you're seeing kids with like like limbs blown off, yeah. like stuff like that, right? Like really kind of heavy stuff. Um, about midway through the trip, we're in Mostar, having a glass of wine, sitting on the patio, just kind of like strumming the guitar. Colleagues are around, just, you know, just kind of being with their own thoughts. Air means like, you know, smoking like a chimney, like having a couple of beers. And I break into black. I just started playing, I just started playing black. Yeah. You know, I started singing it. And I look over and, uh, and Air mean is just belting this out with me oh, he's wow. just belting this song out with me i'm like oh fuck yeah man that's awesome yeah. like this guy's into pearl jam it's kind of wicked yeah you know like that's like that's like, i mean they're 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 a global band so like it doesn't really surprise me and that kind of stuff right and so you know we kind of we wrap up getting a couple more glasses of wine that kind of stuff and and uh and Aaron mean he uh, he comes he comes over to me afterwards he's like kev 
She's like, I'm so happy you played that song, man. Like that song is the best song. I'm like, yeah, man, it's awesome. Right. Wow. Like it's, it's, it's an amazing song. And he's like, no, no, you don't understand that song, that album that got me through the war. No way. This is a guy who spent like 30 hours in the back of a truck hiding, escaping Bosnia to get to Germany to escape the war. Wow. And, you know, like I'm listening to Pearl Jam. I'm listening to 10. Like I'm listening to Black in my like comfy suburban Toronto like upbringing. Like, you know, and the same song is being listened to by a guy escaping like just the the atrocities and the horrors of this war. Right. And hiding in the back of a transport truck for 30 hours like trying to escape that. You know, like, it's just like, I was just floored. What a bizarrely serendipitous event that was, if yeah. you think about that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, what are the chances of... Right? Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, totally, man. So, it, it, it's just, you know, again, like, that 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 ability to collapse time, space, and these just, like, radical, radically different lives. Yeah. For a moment, it brings us together. We're like brothers. absolutely right like you could not have been closer yeah at that time for sure and here i am thinking like naively like you know oh cool man he's a pearl jam fan and we're just like bashing on pearl jam we're kind of drunk we're sitting in the sun like (laughs) you know what i mean and we're having a good time but like you know and then he goes into that backstory and i'm just like wow and it's and again brandon this is a moment i'll never forget right it's just one of those other stories that you have a moment and it's associated with music and every single time since then it's back to that moment the, those are life enriching moments truly yeah. they really are yeah and when i think about when i think about my relationship with music i think about those 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 songs and you know feel the goosebumps that i'm just feeling right now yeah they're all associated with those like incredibly transformative moments that use a word like in, indelible it is is that indelible mark that you you just you can't extract no you know, and you can't even parse out what amount of that is the song and what amount of that is the moment. Yeah. It's like they're, they're, they're too intertwined for me. Right. That's right. And then, you know, every time since then, it's like you hear those and it just like the impression just sinks and sinks and the, and the lines blur between moment and music. That's right. Yeah. You were fortunate. Yeah. You know, to have been able to experience those things. Yeah. For sure, man. Good for you. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. <laughs> Thanks for having me, man. Those are incredible stories. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, you know, you told me before, I've got some stories for each of these songs. And I thought, okay, this would be great. But the depth and the significance of this stuff is really quite something. So thank yeah, you. Yeah. And, and, and I mentioned before, like, you know, I'm just disappointed that I had to cut out, like, <laughs> like I had to, like, edit the number. You know what I mean? Wow. But I even went over here, right? Like, you were generous in giving me, in giving me six when you only, <laughs> when you only asked for five. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're welcome back anytime to talk about your next five or six. Yeah. How about that? Cheers, man. All right. Awesome. Thank you. This has been No Sleep Till Sudbury with Brent Jensen and my very special guest, Mr. Kevin Keane. Till next time, folks, take good care. Brent Jensen is the best-selling author of No Sleep Till Sudbury, Leftover People, and All My Favorite People Are Broken. All titles available in stores and on Amazon Worldwide. 